Welcome to Alphabet Fly, Psychopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests where we talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse, and with me today is someone who can shoot slow silver. No, cold silver from their hand. Scarlet! <laughs> that is me! <clears throat> yeah. So, um, you are a new person, so if you could uh, introduce yourself a little bit and what you do up front, that'd be nice. Okay, uh, well, I am Scarlet, usually Scarlet Shazam on social media. Uh, on TikTok, I uh, cover queer books and comics and sometimes writing, uh, which is my other job. So queer expert on comics, books, writing. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, and on, uh, I very much enjoy your TikToks. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've gotten a couple of uh, gotten a couple of recs from me that I enjoyed. That makes me happy yeah. to hear. I don't, I don't know if you did. You recommend Hench? I didn't, but somebody recommended it to me. Uh, unfortunately, my uh, to read list on Goodreads is I think four hundred fifty seven books. So, um, oops. I just have a I just have a to read pile of books, which is going to grow to ten soon. So I do have the physical pile as well. Um, actually, it's three oh. piles right now behind me <laughs> yeah i yeah i'm trying to decide if i'm gonna read hench or tender is the flesh next so i don't know if i want to get you know you know scratch that cannibal lich or scratch the person angry at superheroes so they become a super villain itch i mean the one that i've heard more about is hench so that <laughs> one definitely um has good reviews from people i know i've heard a lot about both which is why i got both of them recently <laughs> um i don't know but uh that being said, uh, today we're going to be talking about silver, which if you're like, if you're like me and be like, oh, I'm going to look up, you know, silver, like, you know, surely that'll be an easy looking comic find. No, it isn't. No, there are a lot of characters that um, information is sparse on. Also, uh, fun fact, if you try to look up their name, it also doesn't come up on comic find. You have to search up the first al first thing that they're in. So they're not in a lot They're as you can probably understand uh but but yeah so silver if you were to make a character named silver what would you make uh if i were to make a character named silver i think i probably would go for something that's sort of like mercury based you know like they can they're very fluid um you know very metallic like that sort of thing is what i think i would do well they are very metallic looking um, so yeah, so her real name is Jemon Kwan. Her occupation is adventurer, aka homeless. Uh, she has a secret identity, which is known to certain officials in the Chinese, to, in the Chinese national and Canadian governments. Uh, she is a defector from the People's Republic of China, uh, legally, uh, legalized Canadian citizen. Uh, we don't know other aliases. We don't know where she was born. She's single. And she has one known relative, which is Zhao Quan, or Arik, who is her brother. And uh, she first appeared in Alpha Flight 
issue number 76 in November 1989. Bad news. And uh, I, so the cover, I'll say, is a cover that is pretty generic. Gonna be real. Who does the cover on this one? Yeah, um, I don't know. I was taking a peek at the link you sent me, and it definitely looks like art, an art style that's pretty standard for the time. There's nothing that like sets it apart. <clears throat> yeah. Like, who does the cover? I'm gonna look at the cover artist real quick. See if they, what else they've done. Oh, okay. Apparently they did, they actually have not done a lot of covers. Oh, well, I guess we can see the reason uh, why. <clears throat> does that mean? I mean, they did the, <laughs> they, they did the nineties version of Starman, you know, the one that everyone talks about. <laughs> everyone talks about that one. Oh my God. Ugh. Uh, ha- about half of it. About half of his stuff is actually Alpha Flight. Alpha Flight Who's cover, this covers. Who's artist that we're dunking on? <clears throat> uh, John uh, Calamy? Yep, never heard it. Never heard him. No. I mean, like... <clears throat> I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad. It's just like... It's just there. It's just... Yeah. So you have... But it's uh, Gamma Flight is here, which is the cover copy. So you have, um, I want to say, Wild Child? Box four, mm. uh, silver Arik, and I guess his is supposed to be something about gold, which you think it'd be like something else. Uh, Sasquatch, I want to say talisman. Yeah, talisman. Yeah, and wild child. Wait, I thought wild child had a Y in it. Uh, according to the thing, no, it, it doesn't. doesn't. On here, no, it doesn't on here. Uh, isn't there a wild child with a Y? Mm, I know it's an X-Men thing, so... There may be. Because I know I'm not wrong. Because I point it out each time I see it. Yeah, that one I don't okay, know off the top whatever. of my head. Yeah, I don't know. I like pointing out when there's wise. And I know there's a wild child. And I know that they're uh, Wolverine adjacent. Am I thinking Dark Child with a Y? Maybe. No, I'm probably thinking of Magic's uh, uh, demon side. Oh, That's well, yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so for the most part, she just, like, she has, like, a silver bodysuit with some pauldrons. I don't know. Is that, all those pauldrons are just, like, really, really strong lapels? Uh, to me, they look, yeah, really strong lapels. Yeah. Yeah, really strong lapels. Yeah. Enough to, you know, like, give a little, you know, like, a, a deep V. Yeah. And she has... Oh man, I TikTok has ruined my brain. She has the berries and cream lad. <laughs> a little lad. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So we're both haircut. on berries and cream TikTok. Oh, I love it. It's I I am I don't understand why people are so upset oh, about I'm not it. Upset. I love I'm having it. a good time. It's, I'm having a real good I'm having a real good time with it. I feel like this is uh we brought we brought the little lad out of retirement. One hundred percent. And it kind of feels like, you know, like the people who are doing all the music remixes, it's like kind of a different flavor of Rick rolling is how I feel it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I am no longer I'm just like, this is gonna be a Barry's a Cream remix of this, isn't this? Pretty much. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but yeah, so but what I mean by that is just like straight bangs, like a bob, like just under the ear. Little Lord Farquaad. Um, yeah, little Lord Farquaad. Also, okay, sorry. I think what well, you might be around the same age as me because I think we've 
I think you mentioned some of the stuff that you read as a kid. Like, but hasn't Berries and Cream like that popped up like a lot since it came out? Like, I feel like it comes up every couple of years. You know, I remember it from when it came out, but I don't know if I've seen it pop up again. Because, like, 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 I feel like it pops up a lot. It's just like a weird memory bank thing for me. Like, I hadn't thought about it for a really long time, and then TikTok like brought it to light and i was like oh i didn't know my brain like was storing that anymore yeah but but whatever uh but yeah so <clears throat> at an early age after manifesting mutant powers uh jiwan kwan and her brother zhao were selected by her chinese communist government training to use her mutant abilities upon completion of their training both siblings were to join uh china's a government-sponsored super team officially dubbed China Force, hmm. which I feel like it would have been named something else if it was made by the Chinese government. Yeah. I don't like the way that sounds. <laughs> no. Uh, the team was to function as an internal line of Chinese defense, as well as an answer to perceived threats of government-sponsored teams in the United States, Canada, and the Soviet Union. Those weren't perceived. Those are just actual threats. Yeah. Though. That's... Like, those were full-on, fully realized, you-can-look-them-in-the-face threats. That's really interesting like, what that era of comic books did with all of that. Also, uh, keep in mind, this is before the Berlin Wall fell as well, because this uh... is the 89 update, too. So, yeah, there's a lot going on with this. Uh, the... <clears throat> Uh, however, as under as of yet unreported circumstance, China Force was splintered by several defections, sparking Quan and her brother to flee the country into Hong Kong. This is also stepping into some real fun. You know, it's real fun. Eighties, the eighties had so much fun politics that we don't talk about as nearly as much as we yeah, should. Yeah, there's the, <sighs> there's definitely some uh, unprecedented times in the eighties as well. Well, I think we've always lived in unprecedented I mean, times. Yeah. In fact, I think the fact that everyone thinks that it's unprecedented, it just means that they don't listen to history. That is at all. Like, true. Like, we've had almost the same exact response to the Spanish flu as we did oh, to Corona. totally. Anti-maskers It's all almost the, the same exact thing. Yep. Almost the same exact thing. And it's probably going to end around the same with the government actually mandating it because they're tired of dealing with it. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Um, but that being said, in Hong Kong, Quan and her brother became involved in an attempt to overthrow the government to prevent the planned absorption of the area into Red China, which, wow, I wonder if that ha is currently happening right now. Yeah, an interesting way for them to uh, <coughs> proceed. Yeah. Uh, the scheme had been thwarted partially due to the efforts of freelance international agent, intelligence uh, agent, Rick Manchin, who, she technically first appeared in that, but, like, actually, let's go over that one. Like, there's literally, like, it's a graphic novel. They had a lot of these. I feel like they were trying to do psyops on the American, uh, American youth through comics. Does that make me sound like I'm a... No, there's... I um, mean, like, in my opinion, comics often reflect uh, a little bit of propaganda, depending on what you're looking at. Um, 
and it, that's just been true since their conception. Yeah. Yeah, my whole thing, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little paranoid about PsyOps because there's been too many obvious ones lately, so I'm just wondering if they're just doing... This is a problem being a leftist. I just see PsyOps places when it's just probably neoliberalism. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is like, thing. But I imagine because... But, okay, so... Yeah, following the breakup of the loosely knit Hong Kong operation, Quan and her brother fled to Vancouver, British Columbia, seeking asylum. There they were approached by Canadian military officials and granted provisional citizenship in exchange for serving on Canada's newly formed government team Gamma Flight. Okay. I don't know if you saw the issue as soon as I, you know, some of those words left, but like, kill for us and we'll let you be citizens. You know, and as much as I hate it, I'm like, that would happen. It it would. No, it happens. It happens now. But, like, why can't they just seek asylum? Yeah. They followed the law. They followed the international laws. You have to, you, you just turn yourself in, say, hey, I want to do asylum when you're in the country. And then, you know, but whatever. I just, it just, I just, it's also alpha, it's also alpha flight. So, like, I'm just like, uh, eh. Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's one of those things where I'm um, like, do I like that? Not necessarily. Do I see the uh, reality or possibility of that? Yeah. Yeah. So Gamma Flight was formed in response to the alleged unreliability, disbanding, and subsequent banding of the former government team Alpha Flight. As a member of Gamma Flight, Quan used the codename Silver, and her brother known, became known as Auric. Um... She's 5'8". She is tall. That is quite tall. I am 5'2". Yeah, I'm 5'6", so she is she is quite tall. Um, uh, she weighs 125, blue eyes and black hair. Hmm. I mean, that's, that's not common among people who are Chinese born in China. But, you know, that's interesting. Might have something to do with her yeah, powers. Yeah, I was like, maybe she does have something, something, something. Yeah, I'm just gonna say some, and I'm also I'm not saying it's just like China tends to be pretty homogenous, you know, pretty homogenous uh, compared to or America, really. Yeah, or well, I mean, like the way I've always heard it described is that you know the features that set people apart, um, you know, in China aren't the same features that set people apart here, you know. Yes, so, so we notice different um, things, but yeah, but her powers which was not mentioned at all during her thing because i guess it's because she just came out she was in 12 issues of alpha flight um and i'm assuming that was in the 90s um because she came out like right at the end of when this would have been yeah. collecting information if it well and if it started in 89 um, and she was in 12 issues then then yeah. yes uh but she's a mutant who possesses the ability to project silver beams of energy from her body which completely drains heat from any object in their path the precise nature of that energy and its origin is unknown. She's able to control these silver bursts mentally and fire them at will with no ill effects to herself. Although she can control these blasts by no means, although her control of these blasts is by no means complete, she masters basic defensive use of her powers and limitations of her optical energy has yet been tested. Okay, I'm not so, going to lie. I like the idea of those abilities. Like, I think that's kind so of a she's cool not a, concept. She's not an ice person. She is a temperature per 
Like, and I feel like that's cutting at lines, because they're just going to use it as ice. I know that. Like, you know, it's going to be hard to do that. But she would be able to basically put something at absolute zero. I think, yeah, like, there are a lot of ways that that could go that would be really cool to explore. Obviously, I haven't read uh, that series, but I do like the idea of, you know, there are a lot of, there's a lot of technology that if you cooled it all the way down, it just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Or... I mean, and if she, and if she, and if she decided to get a job in the private sector, she could be like a one woman cooling unit yeah. for like super. I was gonna say, I was like, on the other hand, um, when my laptop is breathing like a pug, she could drop by and just kind of help it out, and then it's a positive. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's that's her. Um, at least at this point, um. I'm a little iffy about some of the stuff they might get up to because the other, uh, the other Chinese person who was from China Force, Jade Dragon, was uh, really. Did you say Jade Dragon? Yep, have a whole episode of it. Oh my god, they didn't. (laughs) Also, also, is she in Krakoa? Uh, not as far as I've seen. I've been keeping up with the. there's so many though. Okay, here's here's my thing, and uh, because Kokoa is gonna like eventually implode, like I feel like it's gonna be like Genosa type thing, because you know it's going to. It's X Men. They've been having it too good lately. Um, I know, and I love it uh, though. <laughs> no, I love it too. I love it too. But like something's gonna implode. I have a feeling Xavier. I want Xavier to die again. I want that shady bastard to be dead forever. But <laughs> I'm definitely more of a Magneto uh, lady myself. Yeah, like I I have have so many rants about Xavier. Oh, I <laughs> yes, we're right on the same page, I think. Uh, but but you know that's going to implode at some point. But I just want a list of people who accepted the invitation. Yeah, to like a little spreadsheet. I, I, like it doesn't even. Need- like you know, like you don't even you could make up names. You could just be like, I don't know, they haven't been for a while. Yeah, they're on Kokoa. You could do that. I just want a list. Yeah. I will and you know, like my thing too is and I think I've seen most of them, but um all of the kids were that were in that like awful but page turning uh run of like new X-Men and New Mutants, like all of those kids that were super D list until Prodigy got slapped into Young Avengers, I loved all of them. And the series was dreadful, but I also really enjoyed it. Oh, I loved, I want them, I want Ink to, Ink to come back. I loved Ink. Yeah, there were so many where I was like, I want to know more about you. And um, yet, here we are. Which is why I was so surprised that yeah. they made that, like, novelization of Anol. Like, I was all, of all the X-Men that you chose. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just just give me inked again. I loved ink. He was cool. Like I don't bring back his friend. I think his friend died, but you know what? Krakoa yeah, I was like happened, Kr- so he can still Krakoa be back. rules. Everyone comes back. Yeah, so like just bring inked back again. Maybe maybe the person like their power evolved a little bit more. And they're just like, "You know what? My friend inked here. He's much better at fighting. I just want to give him a bunch of stuff." Maybe, you know, maybe maybe, you know what? Maybe he didn't take the invitation somehow or he defected or something you know what they should do i don't know they should start a series that's just called marvel basement 
<laughs> let out of the Marvel basement people can write about. I'm like, you, I let me write uh, about Tommy Shepard. Let me do like, it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so first off, they denied Boom Boom uh, a spot on the X-Men team, which I'm still upset about. Polaris was in X-Factor and she was doing just fine. Give me Boom Boom. Like the Boom Boom's now in the cable thing, and it's actually really good. I do really love the new cable. I think I have a uh, bunch of that thing. in my to read as well. You can tell um, I have been doing not reading. <laughs> but what I feel like they should do, and this is just a thing, and you know what? This could just be a good faith. We're not even going to look at it. But just like do like a month where they reach out and say, hey, is there a character that you feel has not shown up in anything? You know, maybe put their last appearance or something in it, you know, where they done anything and just have them email, like hire an intern just to look through all of this stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what? Like, and you know, there's so many amazing fan writers out there that would jump at the chance to write about an an obscure character. I just think that they could like capitalize on it. Like you have the infinity line that they're doing now on the, that's only on the uh, unlimited. Oh, I don't have unlimited. Oh, I have. I've. I got it because I realized I haven't read any of the '80s uh, Moon Knight, and I wanted to read it. And it's a weird book. It's one of the weirder one of the weirder books I've read tone wise, and I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think I've so owned much. one or two of that run, but not many. Yeah, it. But like, I don't know. I feel like you know, just give me give me some of the characters I haven't seen for a while. I know you have. Like, at least 2,000 characters. Oh, 100%. That are just sitting there. Yeah, and there's a a lot of them with really compelling backstories and characteristics that you could turn into a great book. Bring back the Young Allies team. Yeah, exactly. They had a a five-issues run that was supposed to be a reboot of it. That was supposed to have a sixth one, but it canceled before the fifth one. I'm just, I was so angry. I'm just like, I love it. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, we're done. Uh, just, you know, I don't know. Give me a spreadsheet with just all the lists of everyone who accepted the Kokoa invitation. They don't need to show up ever on page. Just, just show me. I just want to know. Yeah, that's a, I, I also quite enjoy the idea of like a compilation so that I can at least be like, ah, oh, there's, they're yeah, vibing. That's it. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah. Iceman said Muti Gras. It's Muti Gras. Yeah. That was a funny joke, Bobby. <laughs> but um, but uh, but yeah. So, um, what do you have to plug? Hmm? Uh, what do you have to plug? Um, all right. Well, as far as um, you know, where to find me and the things that I do, I uh, do have a TikTok that's Scarlet Shazam. That's like my first name and the superhero. And I talk about queer books, comics. Um, have some opinions on bookstores and writing. And I am in the process of trying to get published. So every uh, person who follows me or, you know, like wants to hang out with me, uh, that helps get me actually published and see my queer books on a shelf. And that's the plug. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called uh, Creepy Critters, where I talk about cryptids and somewhat lurid details with my friend Fiona. If you want to support if you want to support me monetarily, you can go to Alphabet Flight, or you could search Alphabet Flight on Patreon, or go into the link in the description. I have, uh, I do have a Twitter and Instagram where you can see the p- uh, pictures of the people 
we're looking at, uh, which is at Alphabet Flight on Twitter and Instagram. And if you have any, uh, if you decide to, if you decide to, uh, you know, tell a friend or rate, view, subscribe on your podcast of choice, that would be wonderful. This has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchu protect you through all of your night travels. Good night. Thank you.